following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan it's time for the huge show from the east side to the west side to the UP the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE that's 1-866-838-4843 now the huge one Bill Simonson What's up, Michigan? It is a Wednesday edition of the only show willing to tell it like it is. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer as we're originating from the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of GR. It is day three of our Tullymore Golf Football Summit where we look inside Michigan football with the team from the Wolverine.com, and we'll hear from Chris Ballas, John Borton, the senior columnist. He's like the Newt Rockney of Michigan. And Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion, has vowed to wear all five championship rings during this final broadcast from the beautiful Tullymore Golf Resort. We'll break down the Wolverines. I've already stated on air on my social networks, 15 and 0 national champions, Palaskeen, Johnny Borton coming up. If you have a Michigan football question, you can drop it on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1 866 838 4843. That's 1 866 838 HUGE. Add the HUGE Show on Twitter, the HUGE Show on Facebook, and opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. And Chris, we were here last spring uh, after spring football uh, with Harbaugh. Uh, We'll get to where they're at right now with fall camp. Looking ahead to that opener against East Carolina. Uh, But we're back at Tullymore. I know we've been here two days. This is day three. Uh, What a place, right? I love this place, and I can't thank them enough, the Minestrellis and everybody else here who, you know, it was three or four years we were talking about this when we first got here, and every time I come here, you know, you just get excited, and and just to be back with your buds and golfing and doing the show, man, it means football's here too, which is exciting, but we do prefer to compare John Borton to the Fielding Yosts and the Fritz Chryslers, not the Newt Rockneys here. This is not Notre Dame, my friend. I'll say the Vince Lombardi of University of Michigan uh, columnist Johnny B. We'll hear from him later in the show along uh, with Skeen. From where we were uh, sitting here in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, last May, looking back at spring ball, to where we are now uh, with the opener uh, coming up a week from Saturday, your thoughts on where Michigan has improved internally players you've seen step up or heard about with your intel where's michigan's depth at right now yeah the depth is crazy and it's funny listening to the big 10 roadshow guys rick pizza was on with i think chris childers and rick newheisel and he said 
of all the years that he's been doing this and doing the road show, he said this is by far the best team that he's seen. That includes some championship teams for Ohio State. That includes Michigan's back-to-back Big Ten champions of the last two years. So if you look at it, and we said this last year, we were talking to people close to the program, and they said it's reminiscent of the 90s when there was depth at every position. We'll go back to Doug Skeen's teams of the early 90s who had NFL lines, and they were too deep at every position. These guys are three deep at some positions, and I dare say that the second team of both offense and defense for Michigan could probably beat a lot of Big Ten teams right now. That's how loaded they are, and that's why some of these position battles are going into the season. It's not just the fall. They've got four edges. They, they can only start two. Who are they going to be? Josiah Stewart is a kid who can get to the passer. He's been unbelievable. Derek Moore is a kid who's lost 20 pounds, who I think is going to be a beast. I do think he'll be the best pass rusher of the four, although everybody keeps Keeps telling me Josiah Stewart, even though he's small, he's always in the backfield. Then you got Braden McGregor, who came on last year. You saw what he did against Ohio State. And then Jalen Harrell, who is probably the most underrated kid on this team in terms of what he brings. So then you look at the offensive tackles, and you've got two guys that came in from Arizona State and Ladarius Henderson and Miles Hinton from Stanford, who would be starting just about anywhere else. But Carson Barnhart and Trente Jones are playing great football, too. And they want them, they want the job as well, just as much as these guys. So and then it's the other corners, the one that we're watching, and Josh Wallace, who they got from UMass kind of late, and everybody's thought, well, he's just filling a roster spot. Not the case. This kid's been fantastic. Hanging out with Mikey Sainristel. I think you're going to see him start, but that one's wide open, too, and you got a couple freshmen we'll talk about in a few minutes, too, that are really coming on. Chris Bells from the Wolverine.com is joining us here on the huge show across Michigan, our annual Tullymore Golf Resort Fall Football Summit. Less than an hour north of GR. Book your stay at TellingMoreGolf.com. You can still get a fall stay and play package. Uh, book a tee time or even look ahead to 2024 at TellingMoreGolf.com. You're just going through the depth on defense. Yeah. Most of us look at this team and say, okay, best backfield, a duo in the country with Edwards and Corum, J.J. McCarthy, the top returning quarterback this side of Caleb Williams of USC, in college football for 2023. We'll get to the wide receiver depth and game breakers and game changers. But when I'm hearing so many good things about this Michigan defense, okay, and you're looking at this team possibly being the best hardball has had based on what they've done the last two years, that's scary to think what this team could do. It really is, and the defense has gotten the better of the offense in a couple of scrimmages. And you're talking about a couple of all Big Ten, potentially all-American offensive guards. Uh, Mason Graham is a kid at, de- at defensive tackle. We didn't even talk about the tackles. This is as deep as they've been at tackle since I've been covering this team. That goes back to 1997. You look at Mason Graham as a sophomore. They knew when he was here, when he first arrived, that he was special. But Chris Jenkins, everybody talks about the senior. They say he's a freak, and now he's got some pass rush moves. Some people are even comparing him to Maurice Hurst and what he's bringing from the interior pass rush. Now, if you can't, if you have to double teams a couple of those interior guys and those guys on the edges are able to let go, then you got something pretty special there. So, But you talk about the backfield and Blake Corum. Uh, in my opinion, and from what I've heard, Blake Corum is still the better running back of the two. We saw what Donovan Edwards did against Ohio State. We saw what he did against Purdue in the Big Ten Championship game. But I don't think there's any question, and Donovan Edwards would admit it too, when it comes to wiggle and it comes to overall pure running, that Blake Corm is a better back. So you're going to see Donovan Edwards out of the backfield a little bit more. 
We've been hearing about how they're using him with swing passes, maybe even in the slot, and they're going to be using those guys together because they want to get their best 11 players on the field, their best 11 athletes, and he's certainly one of those guys. And they have four games, we'll say at least three, before they get to Rutgers that almost can resemble preseason. I'm not taking wins for granted, but when you look at this Michigan team and you think about Bowling Green, UNLV, and East Carolina – to me, they're preseason games for Michigan football 2023. Yeah, 100%. And that's great because now that allows these position battles to play out like J.J. McCarthy in Hawaii last year. People can complain all they want to. Michigan's schedules non-conference have been the toughest in the country for so many years, and now everybody's squawking because they aren't playing the toughest schedule in the country. Boo-hoo. But last year, it afforded them the opportunity to see what J.J. McCarthy could do, and they could start one quarterback one game, they could start the other one the second game, and McCarthy wins the job, and it's the best thing that happens for Michigan football, right? So I think that's going to be to their benefit. You're going to see some of these position battles play out that way. When guys, it's going to be about how they do when the lights are on. And that's great. That means that nobody can take any time off. Nobody can relax. These guys understand that if they don't bring it, they're not going to play. So I actually like the schedule for that reason. And especially going forward with the Big Ten the way it is, you got Texas on the schedule next year. We've heard that they are going to stay on the schedule. Fox still wants it there. So think about the plethora of tough opponents they're going to have next year, Bill. It's going to be fantastic. We already had UCLA and USC and Texas for next year with the addition of Washington and Oregon. There's going to be a rework 2024-2025 schedule. We'll get to expansion uh, coming up later. And this is going to be a year for the Michigan fans, I think, to enjoy and savor it because running the table is going to be next to impossible moving forward. Ever. It's going to be tough this year. You know, you look at, there have been great loaded Michigan teams, and I'll go back to Doug Skeen's team in 1992, his senior year. They tied three games. Now, if they'd had overtime, maybe they win those three in their national championship contenders. But, you know, they played Illinois to a standstill, a tie. Last year, Illinois could have easily beaten Michigan. Uh, That should never be the case, but it's hard. It is hard. You look at Georgia. I think Kent State played them tough for three quarters of that game last year. Should have lost at Missouri. So there is nothing given when it comes to Big Ten slates. And especially if you look at teams like Maryland, before you play Ohio State on the road, that's a team that's given Ohio State fits a couple of times before they played Michigan. Uh, you look at Minnesota, you look at Nebraska, uh, who knows how those good those teams are going to be, and we won't know until we see them play a few times, but those are tough atmospheres at times. Nebraska, I told you, was the best night atmosphere I have ever encountered, and that includes Penn State's whiteouts. It was unbelievable, so they'll be jacked. You know what? And sometimes that's enough. You look at what... Iowa did to Ohio State. You look at what Purdue did to Ohio State one year. You know what? There are no givens. So, But there's no question that they are loaded enough this year to run the table, and I think they have the leadership that they're going to be focused to do it. Chris Ballas from TheWolverine.com is joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan as our Wednesday road show is at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of GR, our annual Tullymore fall football Summit. We'll continue conversation with Michigan. We'll get to uh, the Lions, the rest of the Big Ten. So when we look at everything Michigan football right now, Chris, and our opening discussion here, are there weak spots? So if you're Ryan Day and you're looking at Michigan film, let's say after when we see new faces, new positions, guys who have uh, shed weight, who are quicker, 
So let's say after the second game, UNLV, you're looking at film. What do you think will be holes offensively, defensively, and special teams for Michigan? You know, I wouldn't say holes, but when you talk about potential weaknesses, I want to see how those offensive tackles pass block, number one, because there's a battle going on there. Carson Barnhart is one of the favorites at left tackle, and that's not his best position. I think right tackle or offensive guard, if he plays at the next level, he's going to be playing offensive guard. So it goes back to when John Runyon, who is now an offensive guard with the Green Bay Packers, was Michigan's left tackle because he was the best at it. And guess what? He was also an All-Big Ten player there, but... You still have that question mark. Are they going to be able to hold up against some of the best pass rushers in the Big Ten? So that's one of them. The other corner uh, that we talked about, everybody was talking about Amorian Walker moving over from wide receiver, the sophomore. He's been banged up in camp, so now it's Josh Wallace. Mike Sainer still can play there. He's a nickel. They can put him at corner if they have to. So that's not ideal because then you're moving somebody else to the nickel spot. And if it's Rod Moore who comes from safety, then you got to replace him. And he's elite back there at safety. So that's something else I would watch. And then um, really the kicker, you know, James Turner, how's he going to do? Two years ago at Louisville, Celine native, just outside of Ann Arbor, he was 14 out of 22 on field goals. Not great. Last year he was 20 out of 22, but he doesn't have the leg that Jake Moody did. He hasn't, I don't think he made a 50 yarder last year. They were all inside of 50. So this may be one of those years where you see Michigan get inside, you know, between the 30 and the 40 on fourth and four, they aren't kicking a field goal. Maybe they're going for it a little more often. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing either. No, uh, when you have Edwards, when you have Corm, when you have McCarthy who can run, how many times in Moody's career at Michigan were people screaming, Harbaugh's kicking too many field goals? Right, last year against Illinois, and guess what? If they don't kick those field goals in the second half, they lose. And it was one of those games that you have to survive, and you're going to have some of those, right? But I think you are going to see a more explosive offense just because, for a couple reasons. Number one, no, they don't have the elite receiver. you got a Roman Wilson who I think – might have an opportunity to be that explosive guy. He's bigger, stronger. And from what we've heard in the scrimmages, for example, the first scrimmage, he had five catches. Cornelius Johnson, I think, was out. And I think he was out for this scrimmage last Saturday as well. But Roman Wilson is a guy who uh, a force to be reckoned with because he's got the speed. We've talked to Ohio State guys who were actually recruiting him and said, okay, he could have played here, receiver for us. So that tells you something with as loaded as they've been at wide receiver. So I like him there. Tyler Morris is a kid that had a knee injury. He was a true freshman last year who has really come on. So I think he can be a guy like that. They call him, they said he's like Ronnie Bell, but ahead of Ronnie Bell, Ron Bell, I mean, the receiver coach told me at this point in their careers he said there are times out there we see him making plays with the number eight he switched to number eight and he said man it looks like Ronnie Bell so they're gonna have some options but and again Donovan Edwards I think is gonna be having used heavily more heavily in the passing game as well so I think they will have options there game changers obviously Edwards and Coram can take it to the house uh, especially Edwards on the receiving end Coram two-yard line could make it 98-yard touchdown run who, who are the game changers at wide receiver in terms of McCarthy having targets where they're down six, it's late, clock is winding down, one throw, and they go to this guy? I'll tell you what, I'm going to go to the tight end, and I'm going to look at Colston Loveland, who they think is going to be a top 10 pick. Uh, and it's not just them saying it. If you talk to guys like Jake Butt, who was works now works for the Big Ten Network, played at Michigan. He said, you know, I was watching this kid and thinking, man, he is so far ahead of where I was as a sophomore. And Jake Butt was a fantastic 
tight end at Michigan, but he's a mismatch. He's a guy, and we saw it against Purdue, right? They, he had a, a, a pass that they threw up high, and, and he went up and got it. I think Colson Loveland can be a guy like that. Um, I don't think there's any question about it. So A.J. Barner is another one. They think he's right there next to him, the Indiana transfer. So the tight ends are going to factor heavily. But in terms of, you know what, the fade, they haven't had a guy like that in forever. I think Nico Collins, I don't think they took enough advantage of him when he was here three, four years ago. Um, So, uh, And that's just not something they do as much. But if you're talking about... Uh, guys who can make plays. You look at Cornelius Johnson, what he did against Ohio State, right? And people can say, well, he's just average or he's this or he's that. But when he they needed him, he came up on the biggest stage and made two of the biggest plays of the, of the season. So I think there are guys. I think it'll be by committee. I really believe, though, that Roman Wilson is one of those guys who, if I had to predict a breakout year for a wide receiver, it would be him. Lists of three fastest guys. I don't know if you've seen 40 times or anything on the Michigan offense. How would that be in order? One, two, and three fastest Michigan offensive players. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, Iman Dennis Dennis is one of those guys, and he's not even going to play. So they were talking about him being maybe on special teams, but for whatever reason, he's a smaller guy, and it hasn't really clicked for him. Roman Wilson, I think, is number one. I think that's pretty clear. Uh, It's funny. I would have put Donovan Edwards number two, and we've seen his speed. And I was talking to Fred Jackson, who's now an analyst, former running backs coach, and he's told me that freshman Cole Cabana was faster than Donovan Edwards. And so I don't think he's going to have a role this year, but I think down the road, he's a guy that's going to be able to help them. So those are three guys. And then if I had to pick another one, man, uh, see, this is not probably not a a strength of the offense in terms of, of speed. You know, um, you got a fast quarterback in J.J. McCarthy. I don't think he's the third fastest guy, but I'd put Blake Corum up there. He's shown that he can be a breakaway threat. And um, so, you know what? You need that. You need that as a running back in, in that running back room. I think they got two of them. Is J.J. McCarthy going to run more this year? Not because he scrambles and turns a corner and gets 30 yards. By design, will Harbaugh and Moore run J.J. Moore? I think as necessary, right? You don't want to do it against ECU or Bowling Green and take a chance that he's going to get hurt. We were talking about this uh, on day one here, where if J.J. goes down, is Davis Warren, who's never played really played meaningful snaps, is he going to be a guy who can come in there and keep this thing from falling apart? Now, he's had a really good fall. However, he's not J.J. McCarthy. But in the scrimmage that we heard about over the weekend, we heard, yes, there were some design, more design plays for J.J. McCarthy. And he's bigger. He's stronger. You can see it. He looks like a different person, man. He, he got, you know, he, he went from little kid to man overnight. And Jim Harbaugh always talks about that. But he's gotten bigger, stronger. I think you are going to see more design, which we'd seen it in the first half of the TCU game. How many times have you and I talked about that? But in games where they need it, you know, say they say they're in a dogfight at Michigan State, for example, which always plays Michigan tough. Are they going to pull it out there and, and let J.J. run? Absolutely. Is it going to, you know, if they're at Minnesota, same thing, or at, at Nebraska, I think there's no question that, yes, he is going to be running the ball more, and he's going to be scrambling as well. He understands that his legs are a gift. He talks about that every time that we interview him and says, I understand what I need to do. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com joining us here on the huge show across Michigan. It is our Tullymore Golf Resort Fall Football Summit with the team from the Wolverine.com. We'll have more with Chris coming up and we'll play uh, the schedule game uh, with all three guys at the summit with Chris, with Johnny Borden, the senior insider, and Doug Skeen will do the wins, losses, 
Michigan's regular season schedule, Big Ten Championship, and also into the college football playoff, and maybe even the national championship game. Now, you can drop your Michigan win total at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Also, opt in on that Huge text chain, text the word HUGE to 21000. Or you can let us know on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Our Budweiser Folds of Honor. Huge question of the day. How many wins for Michigan football this upcoming season? Like I said, join us on that Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. Special thanks to Matt Golden, the CEO and general manager here at the Tullymore Golf Resort. He wanted me to remind everybody you still can book a tee time or a fall stay and play package at TullymoreGolf.com. And they're even booking in the 2024. Or if you're looking for a wedding venue, a business meets golf and great food and beverages venue, go to TullymoreGolf.com for more info. That's TullymoreGolf.com. From Detroit to Petoskey. This show is huge. Friday, October 27th, TVs and Practical Jokers are up to their usual tricks. If you're not here, you are missing out. It's the Tenderloins at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Sal, James, and Brian for two shows and twice the laughs. 7 and 10 p.m. Tickets start at $59. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Don't miss the Drive, 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 Drive Tour with the Tenderloins, October 27th. Party hard, laugh louder. Details at SoaringEagleCasino.com. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Fuel up for less with M-Perks. Earn points on your purchases when you shop at Meyer in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save at the pump. Your dollar goes further at the pump with M-Perks. Plus, earn points for all qualifying purchases in the Meyer Express station. And keep a lookout for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Enter your M-Perks ID at checkout to earn. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. 
Huge here for my good friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now, we've all waited all offseason for this time to come. And this weekend, college football is back. And so are the traditions of tailgates and the great offers from the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Right now, new customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just 5 dollars on any college football bet kick off the season with the DraftKings Sportsbook download the app now and use code huge when you sign up and like I said new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet that's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you sign up with code huge if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the huge show across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer as our road show continues from the Tullymore Golf Resort Football Summit in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of GR. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com is joining us this hour. Senior columnist Johnny Borton uh, will check in and five-time Big Ten champion and co-host with Chris on the Michigan football podcast, Doug Skeen. He's just working out right now, lathering up, getting ready for what should be an undefeated Big Ten and National Championship season. Uh, So, Chris, I do want to get some of your feedback on the schedule game that we like to play with our esteemed guests, and this will be in regards to Michigan football. So anybody listening, you can – Play along and drop your win total for Harbaugh and the Wolverines at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show. On Facebook and opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE out of 21,000. So, Chris, you ready for the schedule game? Let's go. Let's do it. Uh, and before we get going on the schedule game, though, one thing we didn't touch on, a return game. I, I do uh, – I, special teams, I know we're, we're just going through the depth and we're talking about offense and defense with Michigan, but there hasn't been a lot of conversation. I know we talked about replacing Moody, and you, and you mentioned the Louisville uh, transfer, uh, but return specialists with losing uh, Henning. Uh, Rowan Wilson is a stud, but again, I – I keep hearing Roman Wilson, Roman Wilson, are you going to use the guy too much? Are there any game breakers waiting in the wings to return punts and kicks for touchdowns for Michigan? I think Roman Wilson could be the guy as a kick returner, 
at punt return. Is he working at the concession stand too? <laughs> He's not, but here's the thing. As, as little as they use their wide receivers, you want to get these guys as many touches as you can, so I think they'll be an option. But last week, Jim Harbaugh actually said Alex Orgy, backup quarterback, could be the best kick returner in the history of the game. Now, this is a little preseason hyperbole here, but this guy's 230 pounds. He said it's interesting, but he said it. I'm excited about it. The guys are excited about it when he gets back there because when he carries the ball, as you know, and everybody knows where he's going, he's tough to bring down and he's fast. He's a great athlete and he's one of those athletes that you would like to see get more touches. But what do you do with him? Can you use him at wide receiver? Maybe he's that guy that you throw a fade to. He's a big kid. If he's got some hands, there have been some things that they've been doing with him in practice without giving it away. Uh, Keep an eye on him. I think they're going to use him in different ways. But the punt returner, this was an interesting one. One of our spotters at camp uh, over the weekend who was at the scrimmage said Jake Thaw, a walk-on uh, out of Connecticut, was the guy back there fielding punts, and they like him because he doesn't drop the ball. Now, that reminds me of Caden Colesar a couple of years ago where you're thinking, okay, it's nice to have a guy back there that you know is going to catch it, but you need somebody back there in that position now when – Special teams is a third of the game that can do something with it, not just a guy that can catch the ball. And that's why A.J. Henning, who they lost to Northwestern, was, you know what, an upgrade there. So we'll see what happens. But those are some of the names. Mike Sainristel is working out at punt return. Donovan Edwards is working out at punt return. So first things first, though, these guys got to be able to catch the ball. And A.J. made a good call going to Northwestern. There's no drama right now with that football program. I did see that Pat Fitzgerald is actually a volunteer assistant. Landed on his feet. Uh, at Loyola of Chicago High School, his two kids, I actually think they're playing Grand Rapids Catholic Central on, is it uh, this weekend? or It's one of the first two, I think it's the first game. I think it's uh, coming up on Saturday. They're, you know, Pat Fitzgerald will be on the sidelines. My, uh, A.J. Henning, what a call there. I, at least I was reading that story. They, and the school said they vetted him. So he's not good enough to coach at Northwestern. And that's not over yet with lawyers and courts. But I think he went out there and said, look, I'm not this bad guy everybody's portraying me to be. I think a lot of people have said that about him. It's interesting. I talked to John Jansen, who knew him well. They played together. John Jansen, of course, being an All-American at Michigan when Pat Fitzgerald was a linebacker at Northwestern. And those players loved Pat Fitzgerald. And they said... He was railroaded, and I don't know. I don't know enough about it to say it, but you know what? I hope it plays out that uh, both sides get to. We get to hear both sides of the story here. It just to me, I always I had so much respect for the guy and his program and what he did there. I thought was almost miraculous. Some of the things that he was able to accomplish there, and you'd think I'd never heard a bad word about him. So it was a shock to me. I think it was a shock to a lot of people. Let's see what happens in the next couple of years here. I think the dude's going to try and clear his name, right. uh, getting this publicity that we're talking about him with high school kids. If he's this demon of a head coach that looked the other way on so much, he'll clear his name, could be back coaching by next season. I hope so, if, if that's the case, if he does clear his name. Now, if some of the allegations are true and it's proven that, hey, this was just an awful atmosphere of hazing and everything else, then you know what? He probably got what he deserved, but I'm not convinced of that yet. If you look at the movie Animal House, there was a lot going on. <laughs> That the school just looked the other way on, and nobody paid the price there. Uh, Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com uh, joining us on our Tellermore Golf Resort Fall Football Summit. A lot of conversation 
about Michigan. We'll also get to the rest of the Big Ten, uh, expansion in the Big Ten. Uh, we've covered a lot the last two days. Thank you to everybody here at the Tullymore Golf Resort. Book your getaway today at TullymoreGolf.com. All right, Chris, time to play the win-loss game. Looking at Michigan's 2023 schedule. East Carolina, you know what we can do? East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, and Rutgers, we both agree 4-0. Yeah, without a doubt. Now, I will say this. Rutgers has played Michigan as tough as just about anybody the last couple of years, right? And a couple of years ago, they were close to taking a lead in the fourth quarter of that game. So uh, I will give them credit for that. And then last year they let at halftime before the floodgates opened. So, uh, but I do expect in the big 10 opener that Michigan's going to win that one going away. And, and under Harbaugh, they've had their squirrely games, the Maryland's, the Rutgers, the Illinois. You, you do. I remember Bobby Bowden once told me down in Chicago when I was working on AM 1000, if you're a great team, you have three games during the season. You got to give by one uh, could be bad weather. One could be a bad break, a fumble, a punt return, you drop a pass. And then three uh, would be that you have a team that circles that game like it's the biggest game of the year for them. And they show up and play. Your guys are flat, and they they sneak a W out on you. And guess what? Michigan's got a schedule full of those, right? Illinois thinks Michigan's their biggest rival. You look at Michigan State, you think they aren't going to be ready for that game? They always are. I can't remember the last time Michigan blew them out there. I think it was 14 points a couple of years ago. You know, it just doesn't happen. So at the same time, um, you know what? I can look at Maryland. I can look at Minnesota for the Little Brown Jug. They should have beaten Michigan in 2015. Remember the Halloween game when they screwed up at the goal line when they they should have had two or three plays and were only able to run one So at Nebraska. So it's going to be tough. It's tough to get up for every game. It's tough to go undefeated. And that's why I was the only one on staff that predicted that Michigan Wood would lose one game this year. I did predict Michigan State and Mel Tucker 4-8 and eight because I think the deep water has become a waiting pool. Uh, let's move on. 4-0 after East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, and Rutgers at Nebraska. Uh, this is that game. You have Minnesota, Nebraska, Penn State on your circle games, I think, through our conversation during the offseason. Matt Rule has taken over for Frost, who didn't work out for some reason. Uh, your thoughts on Michigan's first challenge of the 2023 season at Nebraska? Yeah, I think it'll be a great atmosphere. It does sound like it's going to be a big noon game instead of a night game, Bill, from what we've already heard. So I think that helps Michigan because that's what, 11 a.m., right, in, uh, in Lincoln. So uh, it'll be early there. Uh, at the same time, who knows what to expect from those guys, right? Matt Rule's teams in college historically have not been really good in his first year, but by year two or three, they've been much better. I think at Temple and then at Baylor as well. So uh, that one's going to be interesting to me. I think Michigan will win that game by a couple scores, but uh, I want to see what Nebraska does in their first few games to see what kind of team they have. So you go from at Nebraska to at Minnesota with Indiana at home with at Michigan State, three out of the four on the road. Big Ten is not a pushover uh, conference. It's not the same old Big Ten, literally. So when we look at that at Nebraska, which you said a W, I agree with you, at Minnesota, Indiana at home, at Michigan State, biggest chance of Michigan losing if it's not at Nebraska is it at Minnesota. And I don't think Michigan State has a prayer. I don't either. Um, you know, everybody talks about, oh, Michigan State's going to be up for that game. I can promise you, I can promise you, 
after what happened in the tunnel up there and the way that they kind of framed it, that Michigan is pretty pissed off as well, Bill, about what happened to their guys in that tunnel. They can't wait to get up there and play that game. So I don't see the offensive firepower for Michigan State. I don't know how they're going to move the ball on the Michigan defense. Maybe they're better defensively, but, you know, we saw last year and, and we've seen Michigan move the ball on better defensive Michigan State teams with worse offenses. So I think Michigan will handle that one. Minnesota is the interesting one. They've got eight or nine guys on preseason all Big Ten teams. That is still a trophy game. You know, they're the little brown jug, and it comes after Nebraska. You can call it a trap game if you want to. To me, Indiana is going to be one of the worst teams in the Big Ten this year. Even though they've played Michigan tough under Tom Allen, I don't think that one's going to be a problem. So I think Michigan gets through those unscathed. Yeah, so they're rolling undefeated into Purdue on November 4th. I think they stay undefeated. And here's the last circle game from our conversations for you on November 11th at Penn State. But again, a break in the schedule. It's not going to be a night game. It's not. It's going to be another big noon game. And I will say this, though. When you go there a couple of years ago, uh, or the last time they played there, that was an undermanned, banged-up Penn State team, and they gave Michigan all they could handle. Michigan needed to pull one out late. Uh, that's a good defensive football team. They got a couple of good backs. Going to be a great atmosphere. If there's a game that Michigan's going to lose this year, I think that would be it. Uh, I predicted them to lose one game, and I got half the Michigan fan base ticked off at me about it. But you know what? If they lost one Big Ten game this year, Bill, that would be two Big Ten losses in three years. That is almost unprecedented. And Michigan has never won three outright Big Ten titles in a row. That would be a first if it happened, which we are still predicting. I think one of the biggest games that nobody's talked about in between at Penn State and Ohio State in the regular season annual finale on November 25th at the Big House is that road trip to Maryland. Yeah, with a quarterback and Tanglio Voa. If I hopefully pronounced that right. I, he did a good job. Thank you. <laughs> As he rolls his eyes, I don't blame you. Uh, because I'm not going there. No, you're not. I call him 2-2. Two two. There you go, exactly. But the kid can play and he can throw. We saw them give Michigan a battle in the big house last year. And it's the game before Ohio State. And you're looking at Ohio State. It's going to be a tough one. I, but I think Michigan goes in there. I think they're going to take care of business. I think they have... This is a team with great leadership that I don't think they're going to overlook anybody like that, Bill. I don't think there's any question. All right. Uh, Ohio State uh, finale at the big house. Uh, I say they win it. They're undefeated going into the Big Ten championship game. They'll win two games in the last four team college football playoff and end up as national champs. How do they finish the season? Chris Ballas, and I'm talking about Michigan from your perspective. Yep, I think they beat Ohio State. I think Ohio State will play it a little closer to the vest and maybe not air it out as much. I think Michigan wins the, a tiebreaker, uh, and I think that they will win the Big Ten championship against whoever comes out of the West, maybe Wisconsin, maybe Iowa. And then it really depends on matchups in the playoff. If they play Georgia in the Final Four, for example, you know what, it's going to be a tough matchup. Alabama, same thing, but it kind of depends on who, who they're playing. Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com joining us on our Tullymore Resort, Tullymore Golf Resort, Fall Football Summit, Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of GR. Book your tea time or golf getaway today at TullymoreGolf.com. Also, you can follow Chris and the team, John Borton, who will join us coming up, Doug Skeen on the Michigan Football Podcast with Chris, and Clayton Safey uh, all season long at thewolverine.com. Chris, I will catch up soon. Can't wait. Thanks, Billy.
Chris Ballas checking in. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer as our road show continues from Tullymore in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. I'm Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball. I'm Herman Moore, and football is my game. So we know a few things about sports. And the passion of Detroit fans. That's why we're big fans of Eagle Casino and sports. It's the mobile sports book that lets you bet on action all year long. Right from your mobile device. Eagle Casino and sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Download the app and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. You're listening to the Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on a Wednesday broadcast on the only show willing to tell like it is. We're all about huge opinions. Big name guest, Superfly Hayes, is our executive producer. And let's go talk to my good friend, Jared Dory, about some of the great deals uh, happening this fall at the Tullymore Golf Resort. We talked last spring, Jared, and just I'm looking at a packed uh, parking lot uh, the last couple of days we've been here. Uh, the way people are talking about the Tullymore uh, Golf Resort, you were just telling me from uh, Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, Chicago, and more, uh, that you and your team inside the sales department at Tullymore have been really busy. Yeah, things are going great. Uh, everyone's taking advantage of the great weather and of some of the good specials we have as well. Um, we have a few more coming up for the end of the year here. Um, one, we're going to continue our Taco Tuesday special. That gets you one night lodging. On a Tuesday night, you get a taco dinner and a round at each course, and that's two nineteen per person. Or if a Tuesday does not work, we also have a fall weekday special starting Monday, September 25th. It's Monday through Thursday, one round at each golf course and one night's lodging, and that's one seventy nine per person. So if two doesn't work, then try out the fall weekday special yeah so that is uh easiest way to get the number connect uh find out about the resort and also uh book a stay and play package and take advantage of your specials yeah and if you want to talk to us about it just give us a call and we can you know work through anything we need to and one thing i do want to say as well is for fall golf packages the big question most golfers have is you know when do you airify your greens well good news we do ours in the spring so greens are in fantastic shape all the way up until we close yeah so in airifying is when you know you just kind of there's holes in the greens and a lot of golfers that will bother some people but you do it in the spring yep exactly it's it's when you go to a course and there's those holes that are filled with sand on the greens we do ours in the spring so yeah everyone can take advantage of the great shape all the way till we close and speaking of the stay and play packages and uh, looking ahead, you're already booking in the 2024 at tellingmoregolf.com. We are. So if you are interested, you know, have a, a group that you want to get set up on the books for next year, just either fill out a form on our website or just give us a call and we can work through it. Uh, sweet spot deals. Uh, they happen every so often. It's something that Matt Golden and uh, Jarrett, you and your team have put together uh, that really offer up the complete Tellingmore Golf Resort experience but at a great price and there's a sweet spot 
uh, happening in terms of a deal Labor Day weekend? Yes. So we did. We picked out a few weeks throughout throughout the year, and we called them our sweet spot weeks. Um, and there's one remaining. So that's the weekend of Labor Day. Um, and it goes through Monday, September 4th. You get two nights lodging, three rounds of golf, and that's a per-person price of $325. $325. So yep. you, get, you get two nights lodging, three rounds of golf. That would be this upcoming Labor Day weekend, mm-hmm. uh, a week from this weekend, correct? Yes. Yep. A- and you get two nights lodging, three rounds of golf. Also, there's going to be dueling pianos and entertainment, I think, on that Sunday night September 3rd, correct? Correct. Yep. And I can tell you there is still availability. So give me a call and yeah, we can get things set up. Yeah. And, and the number and everything you need at tellingmoregolf.com. That's tellingmoregolf.com. So the final sweet spot weekend of the year, Labor Day weekend here at the Tellymore Golf Resort, less than an hour north of GR, about 30 minutes west of Mount Pleasant. If you're listening in Cadillac, Traverse City, uh, you're not far uh, easy uh, to set it up. Go to TellymoreGolf.com. Yeah, three twenty-five, three rounds of golf and two nights launching. Yeah, a lot, good of people, deal. a lot of people don't believe it when we first tell them, but yeah, I mean, we we'll get it set up. And and, and do you pay, is it Friday Saturday night? Is it Saturday Sunday night on the lodging for that sweet spot Labor Day weekend deal? To be honest, it's going to start that Thursday before the actual weekend, all the way through Monday. So if you want to stay Thursday Friday, Friday Saturday, Saturday Sunday, yeah, or even your schedule, right? yeah, whatever works for you. Yeah, three twenty. Two nights lodging, Thursday through Monday, Labor Day weekend, the final sweet spot weekend of the year. Contact Jared and his team. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. Jared, good to see you, my man. Yeah, you as well, both. Thank you. Jared, is it Dora Dore? It's Dory. Say Dory. Say I know Dore. All right. Yeah. Thank you, my man. Thank you, Bill. Big. Bad. Huge.